global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. This update's brought to you by Sector Spider ETFs. Why buy a single stock when you can invest in the entire sector? Visit SectorSPDRS.com or call 1-866-SECTOR-ETF. Stocks are rising with commodities. Will the yen and government bonds slip as oils advance above $40 a barrel boosts economic optimism? We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. The S&P 500 is up about four-tenths percent or seven points at 2049. Dow Jones Industrial Average is up half percent or 82 points to 17,639. The Nasdaq's up a tenth of a percent or five points to 4838. Ten-year Treasury down 11.30 seconds. The yield 1.76 percent. The yield on the two-year 0.72 percent. Nymex crude oil up 1.2 percent or 50 cents to $40.85 a barrel. Comex gold is up a tenth of a percent or a dollar 60 to 12.59.60 an ounce. The euro a dollar 13.82. The yen 108.45. Activist investor Tryon Fund Management agreed to sell its 9.9% stake in money manager like Mason to Shanda Group, a, Singapore ba- a Singapore-based investing holding company. U.S. small business optimism declining in March, according to the National Federation of Independent Business. The organization's monthly small business optimism index fell to 92.6 last month, compared to 92.9 in February. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Karen, uh, thanks so much. We're going to get to Mark Chandler here in a moment. Mike McKee, very quickly, I want to go through this. Uh, it's, it's something in sports when it's 72 years ago. 72 years ago, uh, a lot was going on in World War II. It was the absolute heart of it, particularly a lot of U-boat sinkings in the Atlantic. It was also the last time that the, the, the uh, Baltimore Orioles uh, went 4-0, 5-0, 6-0. They were 9-0 as the St. Louis Browns. In 1944, and they're doing that right now. They play the Red Sox tonight. Anybody but think that would happen? It's very cool. I mean, Our it's very, very cool. To uh, yeah. John Angelos and the Orioles. They're starting out. I believe we're going to talk Orioles baseball. That's here. why Mindy's been looking so heavy. Yes, yes. There was a number of uh, they're they're twisted. They're they're not under medication, but it's too much to ask for. But but there's a lot of therapy for Orioles fans. As right, I got a, I got one for you here today. Please uh, today. Uh, 1961, this day, 1961, Yaz made his debut for the Boston Red Sox. Oh, and it was so interesting as a child. We hated him because he replaced the sainted one. He was hated for years until he earned it. Somebody once told me, much more knowledgeable than me, that nobody worked at it every day is hard. It's just I think you of just Long didn't Island. like because you couldn't spell his last name. There was that, too. I still can't spell it to this. <laughs> I met his son once on Cape Cod, a total class act. Total, total class act. Uh, also a class act is Mark Chandler. He has given us immense wisdom. Mark, thrilled to have you on with Brown Brothers Harriman, a number of books on foreign exchange. Mark, you are the leader in saying be careful of looking at trade-weighted analysis. When you look at yen... What's the proper pair to use now? Dollar yen? I assume I don't look at Japanese trade weighted yen. What do I look at to judge the failure of Abidomics? Uh, good question. I would look at actually wages in Japan. Abidomics presumes that the whole, whole Abidomics works only if wages go up and wages have not risen. But in, broadly speaking, just be, before we go about the yen, I was just hoping you guys would say something about my Chicago Cubs, which this could be the year. Could be oh, the oh, time oh, oh, oh years, please. But, Who booked him? 
<laughs> but the uh, you've already I, lost I, Kyle I, Schwarber, so you know. Yeah. I, I find the yen is one of the most uh, sort of the conundrum. I, as an analyst, I'm often expected to be able to come up with a narrative that either explains or predicts currency movement, and I find the yen strength really befuddling. Uh, they cut interest rates. Negative interest rates, you're talking about an economy that is barely growing, if at all. Uh, you're talking about a country that's got deflation. You've got a, a country in which investors, Japanese themselves, have bought already this year roughly $100 billion worth of foreign assets. And yet the yen can't really catch a bid, though. Today is the first day this month that dollar-yen is taking out the previous day's high. Not by a lot, but perhaps, it, perhaps it's turning. Well, you know, the, the the question with Japan is that they were criticized for years for not doing enough. Then uh, Prime Minister Abe comes to office and brings in Haruhika Kuroda to run the Bank of Japan, and they throw the book at the economy, and they get nowhere. I mean, what's left? Yeah, well, I, I think they, I, I would say they really haven't thrown the book at it yet. They've done monetary policy. They've done fiscal policy as much as you would expect a country with about 220% debt to GDP able to do. But they really haven't done, and this is, I think, where the U.S. and the G7 have complained about it, is too much reliance on this monetary policy, not enough on the third arrow of Abenomics, and that's structural reforms. Mark, um, I just did a, a regression, a trend of the strong yen from November of last year, where basically have touched two standard deviations in April twice extra, extra strong yen. The center tendency is to try to get back to about a 110. I'm saying, what will be the impulse to do what Mr. Abe wants? How do they reverse yen strength? Yeah, I think that the Japanese are in a tough position because I think that some people in Japan want to intervene. And a lot of my friends who have been talking about currency wars, they've been, for, they've been warning people that the BOJ could intervene since the middle of February. I am not a believer of the currency wars. I think that there is, in effect, an arms control agreement where the major countries say, yes, we could use currencies as a trade weapon, but let's agree not to. The fact that the Japanese have not intervened it seems to me to bolster my case that there really isn't a currency war going on. The bar to Japanese intervention is quite high, and I think that what the Japanese, I think, are counting on is for the selling of the dollar or the buying of the yen to exhaust itself. You know, this big leg down took place only this month, and I just was looking at a cool function on Bloomberg, a relatively new function, S-E-A-G, which is for seasonal patterns. And I find that the yen typically, since the crisis, has strengthened in the month of April. And that's five out of the past seven years strengthened in April, just like most of the time it has weakened in March. So I'm thinking that the, what's happened is that we've got these uh, portfolio flows leaving Japan. We've got speculators buying the yen. But the one piece that seems to be missing, and from my Tokyo context, they tell me that Japanese multinationals have begun this new fiscal year, which began, of course, April 1st, repatriating some of their foreign earnings. And that this might have exhausted itself or it slowed down a bit in time for we get the IMF meetings in Washington this week. And then, of course, the Japanese hosted G7 meeting next month. Well, so I would be looking for dollar yen to stabilize ahead of uh, the end of this month when we get the Federal Reserve meeting. Right. There I think the Federal Reserve is, if the Federal Reserve is going to keep open a June rate hike, which something like 75% of economists expect, they have to sound somewhat less dovish in the April 
FOMC statement. Well, headlines coming full and fast. We had IMF headlines, of course, a bit ago. We'll get to that with Mark Chandler. But, Mark, uh, Mr. Schäuble is speaking, and he is not mincing uh, words. Fiscal monetary policy largely exhausted globally. Mr. Schäuble of Germany, quite sure Greek crisis won't be repeated this year. He doesn't see the ECB seriously discussing helicopter money. I, I, where does Germany fit into euro dynamics right now? We've had a big move, weaker euro over the last two hours, one thirteen seventy seven right now. Yeah, I think that you know, there's, I think there is a tug of war. I mean, Germany clearly, including the Bundesbank, does not like how easy ECB policy is. And we knew On that. The other hand, Yep. On the other hand, I wonder if part of this is Germany's responsibility. If Germany would have expanded fiscal policy, given that they can borrow at negative interest rates, expand fiscal policy to offset the tightening in other parts of Europe, maybe, maybe the ECB would not be the only game in town. I do think that, and this is what the G7 have argued, the G20 have argued, the IMF has argued, that there is room for more fiscal expansion from Germany. They're running a balanced budget. They can afford to run a small deficit. And that would probably take some pressure off monetary policy. But I think Europe is in a tough position. I think that the crisis, the financial crisis, political crisis, is going to pop back up here towards the end of the quarter. We'll have not only Brexit, which some people think that UK leaves the EU, it could really jeopardize the EMU. And also it looks like you're going to have a Spanish election within a few days of the, uh, the Brexit referendum. And this is all leaving Greece aside, the fact that uh, Ireland and uh, Slovakia still haven't formed a government after their elections. I think that these political problems are going to come back and haunt the euro. And so I'd say that the strong euro, they're going to be choking on the strong euro sooner or later. Mm. Mark Chandler from Brown Brothers Harriman. It is going to be an interesting ECB meeting uh, when, uh, when things, right. uh, it, it, I mean, <coughs> IMF World Bank meeting, excuse me, which brings us to, you know, brings right. the G7 into it this weekend. Mark Chandler, thank you so much. The Brown Brothers Harriman with, uh, you, you, a real trend we're seeing of weaker dollars, stronger, and we've had a shift here the last two hours. DXY now 94.22 has been a reversal dollar strength over the last two hours. Mike, we're having so much fun. I didn't realize the show was yeah, over. I know. Yeah, producer I, I'm like, I'm, up, I'm, like, we're I'm not going to YU. Who's next? <laughs> yeah. Well, it has been an interesting day, and we uh, thank all of our guests. It is going to get even ever more yeah. so as we move towards the, uh, as I say, as we move towards the IMF World Bank meetings. We have the WIO out this morning, the uh, World Economic yeah. Outlook. Rather depressing. And on your date calendar here on April 12th, the 21st ECB meeting, and then on to what is it, the 27th is the Fed meeting as well. So two big central bank meetings coming up. Of course, we'll look at a lot of other things going on. Yahoo, didn't even mention today, Yahoo, showing some stability, $36.48 on Yahoo. We are produced by YUN Ken Fellio, Global Technical Director, Bloomberg Surveillance.